Hello everyone, it's good to have you with us again. We are on part two talking about Sabbath, and uh, today I have a couple special guests, Brian and Katie Fife. Say hi, Brian and Katie. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're really glad to have you here. And so, Jake and I were sitting around talking a little bit about possibilities of what to do with the podcast, and he'd heard a little bit about what you guys do as far as some of your sabbath kinds of sabbath keeping and some of the things you do in terms of your personal development and so we decided to be a good practical application of some of the things we talked about in the sabbath series so y'all ready for that yeah ready as we'll ever be okay <laughs> so the first podcast that i did and pastor ryan also touched on this some as well we talked about the theology of sabbath and particularly as God created the seventh day and as the word Sabbath comes up in Scripture, when I use the word Sabbath, I'm not only talking about a focused kind of a time. Um, scripture is also talking about the fact of internal Sabbath, internal rest. How does that resonate with you guys when you think about that? Well, that was, a, that was really interesting to me because I... I hadn't really thought about the Sabbath kind of in that in that respect, how Jesus kind of shifted it in, from the Old Testament to the New Testament like he did with um, with many of the commandments. And so in the past when I've always thought about Sabbath, the Old Testament Sabbath is what has always come to mind where it's just a day set apart to kind of um, keep and maintain your focus on God and, and, um, and think about what he's done for us and... Uh, just to kind of keep that as a healthy rhythm. So that was really, um, really kind of a shift for me. And it was a good shift too, to thinking about, um, not that that Sabbath is, um, is bad or is like done with, uh, no, they're connected. It's right. Really but that, but saying. that this is, yeah, that big part of it is that finding that rest in Jesus on a daily basis, um, internally. Yes. And that's kind of part of what I want to do today is connect those together and just ask this question of what are the kinds of practices that help us to have that internal rest on a daily basis? What's helpful? We can talk about what's not helpful, even that we, although we probably know what's not helpful <laughs> in our lives. I mean, that, and that's a part of it, too, is understanding rest and really anything in terms of how we live life from God's big story from the fact of his creation of us and his love for us, creating us in his image. The fact of the fall, we're a mess. Mm -hmm. And we need Sabbath rest. And that rest is that relationship we enter into. And ultimately, it's that restoration rest. And so we're not just talking about rest like it's something over here or mm -hmm. like it's just an exercise to do to make our spiritual muscles strong, although it does do that there's a there's a point to us it's like it's like the person who goes around they're weightlifting so they can kind of look uh you know real good versus the person who does it for health mm -hmm. and our sabbath rest we're, we're doing it for that purpose of internal health yeah i think that's like a cultural shift as well even understanding what rest is because my rest looks different than brian's rest and it also was helpful once we started digging into what is rest, what is a Sabbath, um, what do we want our family rhythm to look like. Um, I think that was a big factor in realizing 
I don't think we know how to rest. Like how, because we're just going and going and going and going and going and we don't even realize. I think we've, we've hit a spot now that like I can tell if I haven't taken care of that in yes. the sense of like um, either the daily rhythms or just setting aside um, an hour where, um, yeah, I just take care of that myself. Um, but yeah, I just think a, a majority of us just don't even know what that looks like. And because of that, I mean, this might just be a personality thing too. Like I don't want to try to figure it out because it's hard to figure it's just a weird concept. Oh, it's, a, it's a lifelong kind yes, of endeavor. Yes, and it's yes. so like right. not of the culture. So right. you almost have to like go upstream. Yes, putting totally. this in your life. Totally, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah. in terms of God's big story is so different from the cultural story mm-hmm. where everything's outward mm-hmm. and everything's driven. Mm-hmm. And to pull back from that and really consider who we are in light of who God is, mm. boy. We've got to really focus. To and that, that I think that motivated us to even begin this process because we realized that if we don't start something soon as a family while our kids are younger or I feel like Addison, maybe she was like just born when we yeah. came. But um, it's really hard, not impossible, but it's hard to get out of that crazy busyness. Rhythm, yeah if you don't have rhythms in place. So not saying it's impossible, but that was really our motivation to yeah. look into this. That's stuff. great. So. so if you're listening and you can find the sermon outline from Pastor Ryan's second sermon on rest, that's what we're going to be going down through. And we're going to take a look at some of the different points, talk about them, I'll have Brian and Katie respond to them and really the first point we've already talked about a little bit, uh, Pastor Ryan gave some practical ideas. He said, rest to you will look different than rest to me. That is, in terms of the practices, the things that lead to that internal rest can be different. And so for the two of you, how are some of those things different that you've seen and experienced? Well, um, I'd say for me, a lot of it is... Um, it, it's kind of tied to one of to one of those points, and it's really a big balance. Um, I know we'll kind of touch on it later. Yeah. But um, sometimes for me, rest isn't always like restful, but it's actually doing something, where um, it, it's the productivity yes. one. Um, and sometimes I get caught up in doing that too much. But like the things I really enjoy to do that fill me up, and then I'm 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 kind of at peace and at rest are just like getting outside and going for a run taking the kids and dogs on a walk or especially right now anyway gardening I just love to get outside and even if it's just pulling weeds um, and it feels productive to me but it's actually kind of restful as well and renewing and restoring to um, to my soul I, I, guess. I get it that's mm-hmm. part of that creation rest I think oh, uh, yeah. so huge. Adam walked in the garden mm-hmm. and so that is very important mm-hmm. I think that was almost a paradigm that I had to figure out too is like when we say rest, it doesn't necessarily mean like go take a nap or that's good too. Though a, I like that. <laughs> take yeah, a bubble bath or those things are good, like even just for your sanity. But yeah, it could be creating with your hands, knitting, um, painting, uh, gardening, like he said. Mm. Um, Going even, out with a friend. Yeah, like there's something so um, I've realized in myself 
going to a coffee shop with someone and we're both just reading the Bible by ourselves and maybe we talk a little bit but really and this was more in my college days where I'm like oh um that was super restful to me like I'm a people person so I had the person with me but we were doing our own like study So, so so versus what I mean what's the other side of the coin what what is that in contrast to I guess like not doing like anything. just sitting in your dormitory room by yourself is that what you're saying no like i like no. that too okay and that's the thing that we've had to realize i've had to realize through transitions is like my rest is going to look different now with two kids under three than it yeah. did when i was in and so and we'll get to it a little bit later yeah. it looks different than when you don't have any kids mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. when you're an empty nester we'll, yes I'll, yes i'll comment on that so just later. realizing yeah. like just finding moments and it's not going to look perfect because in my mind at times it's like okay i'm either gonna get 30 minutes of non-interrupted bible time with my perfect coffee and you know take the picture of my bible study or it's waste it's not purposeful you know like that but i loved doing that in college not a thing i mean it's harder to do now totally so i guess it's just like expectations and Mm. yeah but just changing your mindset of what rest looks like it doesn't have to be it looks different for everyone really but so the first point is prioritize god over self is that assumed or is that something we need to talk about in terms of rest i don't think it's necessarily assumed um because i think a lot of times not just our whole culture but we like we think of rest as just for me. Like it's something that, um, you know, I take a nap or like a bubble bath or go to a, a spa, something that's restful and relaxing just for me to kind of fill me up. Uh, whereas we, um, as, as Pastor Ryan kind of talked about, it's, it's that resting in Jesus. Like we're, yeah. getting, we're getting filled up, but we're getting filled up. What's our source? And so... Yeah, so you can be resting in Jesus while you're folding laundry <laughs> or... Wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's yes. what I've had to figure out in motherhood. Right. And I'm sure all the moms listening are feeling the same way. Is like, <laughs> I got, I can do 10 minutes. So, like, even if it's putting on worship music and resting in Jesus in that, um, it just looks different for every stage and every day, really. Um, but just finding those moments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for me, that um, Katie kind of touched on it, like the expectations. My personality is a lot more like if I can't do this really well, I don't want to do it. So if I'm not going to get my 15 minutes or whatever of quiet time away from my kids, away from I, I don't know that I'm. It's hard for me to to count that as quality, productive, resting time in Jesus. Um, so I've had to kind of shift my mindset and my expectations a little bit and be like, hey, the kids are reading by themselves yes. for five minutes. So I'm going to read a chapter of the Bible. And that's productive time. It's not wasted time when the Bible's open mm-hmm. and yes. when I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking and, and praying through things with him. So it's, it's kind of a shift in my expectations. Yeah. So there was a monk, and I can't remember his name right now, but he wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God. And he talked about this. Like I say, it's in a monasterial kind of a setting, 
but the application is really good. He talks in that book about practicing God's presence in all things while he's washing pots and pans as he's working, as he's working outside, as he's going to his prayers, but just practicing God's presence all the time. I think that's a little bit of what I hear you guys Mm -hmm. saying. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the next point is prioritizing relationships over responsibilities. And tell us a little bit about how you do that and whether that comes easily, whether it doesn't come so easily, how you kind of wrestle through that, especially in this culture in which we live, in which responsibilities, I know Mm -hmm. for me, responsibility is always way heavy Mm -hmm. and can be prioritized above relationships when they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. That one kind of hit home for me as a little bit more of a struggle um, because I get caught up in in the um, the responsibilities and and well I gotta get this done I have this whole list of things to do um, and and then I sometimes miss what's happening under my nose yeah um, uh, you know the the story of Mary and Martha is always kind of kind of stuck out to me as I struggle through that because I'm more of like well I'm gonna do the dishes and whereas uh, even if it's just home with my kids I'm missing a moment I might be missing a moment to, to uh, spend time with them and speak Jesus into them, um, or just enjoy that that time that I get to spend with them when I'm instead of thinking about you know, all these things that I have to get done. I think something that's helped us in that too is, like I said, we have an almost three-year-old and a one and a half, one and a half year old, and we um, invite them in to doing all the housework with us. So it's not like me doing the dishes or him doing the dishes it's like we're going to do the dishes together and then you're creating moments where it's not just okay i got to do the dishes it's like you're you're having a team Mm -hmm. atmosphere and you're doing that together so it's relationship for those who don't know your kids are what Mm -hmm. one and three uh one and a half and almost three three. one and a half and three and (laughs) so they're not super helpful clean dishes in the end um (laughs) they they can put the dishes next to the dishwasher or like we have them wipe off like we have them do things that they're that are age appropriate so it's not like they're putting the dish washer (laughs) fluid and you know but um yeah and they love to do that it's Mm -hmm. not like they're oh and i'm sure we'll get to a point where they don't want to do that but um it becomes more of a relate you're doing something you're being productive but it's relational right. as well so yeah or that's great laundry or mm-hmm. yeah we found that even opening up our kitchen where kathleen could be interacting with people she does most of the cooking in our family just because that's how we kind of mm-hmm. divided things and so once we opened up our kitchen, she could interact with people more easily even while mm-hmm. doing things, preparing the For meal, sure. and that was helpful. Yeah. yeah. Let's go on to prioritize boredom over busyness. And I'll tell you, this one's a little bit challenging for me. Uh, Ryan and I even visited a little bit about it. I said, you really mean that? And uh, he said, yeah, I mean that. And so this is where especially I think probably – your age, your stage in life partly has to do with how you interpret this because I know when you got kids, man, things are busy all the time between mm-hmm. job and parenting and just, I mean, it happens all the time. Whereas 
when you come to the empty nest stage and beyond, there are times where you're saying, what do I do with all this time? Mm. And um, where can I really be involved that makes a difference? Mm. And so you're just not as busy. So, so I get the point, and I, I think I understand it. Um, I'm not sure boredom is the mm -hmm. word that I would use, uh, because when I think of boredom, I think of getting to the point where you're just vegetating and doing things in our current series that we're talking about. Boredom to me represents a toxic mm. kind of unhealthy living, whether it's with chips or whether it's just giving yourself to things that really don't satisfy. And so mm -hmm. I, I think what Pastor Ryan is saying is we live busy lives. We're in a busy culture. So let's pull back from that. Well, I think that's what we had to wrestle with, with even incorporating a Sabbath is because our, our culture if you're not doing something, if you're if you're just sitting at home and being with a family, being with your family, mm -hmm. that's not wasted time. That's wasted time. And so, and that's a generalization. Not everyone thinks that way, <laughs> but as a culture, that is wasted time. So even like talking about a Sabbath where we really are with each other and we stay home and we make that a priority, that's weird to people. I mean, people have said, oh, you, you'll do that now, but just wait till they get in sports or, you know, and, and that's why we wanted to create a rhythm now. So yes. then we can hopefully, hopefully, um, combat that a little bit later in life too. But yeah, like I said earlier, it's, it's swimming upstream in the sense of, yeah, we stay home, we turn off our phones, we spend time with one another and that's not wasted. We're not going out and doing things and accomplishing things, mm -hmm. but we're creating that family unit um, intentionally. Just, yeah. yeah, And it, it kind of incorporates what we talked about with the prioritizing relationships. We want to just create a space where we can spend time with each other. And uh, our kids are so young, a lot of it right now is, is um, from another sermon, the pray and play. Um, pieces of the rest. A lot of it right no, now that's is the last point actually. Oh, this one. oh, this one. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. A lot of it now is more of the the play side. Like we're doing fun things. We're doing we're doing housework and stuff too. Um, but it's just kind of creating a space for us to spend time with our kids and get really get to know them and um, and then eventually as as they get older, we can incorporate you know uh, family devotionals or quiet time and really um, really take that time to focus on 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 Jesus. Not that. Uh, we aren't now, but to really make that a priority. Mm -hmm. And I think the key thing for us was, like Katie said, to establish this rhythm early so that as things come into our life and start, we start to get busier and busier, um, this is a priority for us. And it's already established that this is the time that we have family time together. Um, and then to make it not like a chore. So when our kids are teenagers, they're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta. Which Sorry, is probably my inevitable, no no matter what right? well right <laughs> but to make it like a fun thing like you know we're having a special dinner and uh, maybe a special breakfast and we're doing fun things all together mm -hmm. um so to make it uh to make it a, a fun and enjoyable thing for us to spend that mm -hmm. time together how about relationships outside of your family is that a part of sabbath not a part of sabbath is that a burden to interact with people i mean just in terms of again that busyness mm -hmm. How do you develop that? What do you think? I wouldn't say it's a burden for sure, because uh, at least in our um, 
in our marriage and in our relationship, we thrive on, on spending time with other people and we really enjoy it. And I think I've seen that in our kids a little bit too already. I feel like we, we try to protect that time a little bit more so it's just us. If, if things happen and, and we're, we um, either invite other people in or we're, we're elsewhere during that time, um, that's all right. But uh, we, we try to, if we can, schedule time with other people outside of that yeah, time. Yeah, and that's so kind of that, what I was asking. Yeah. I used yep. the word, word burden wasn't quite the right, yeah. right yeah. word. Intrusion, I guess, yeah. was what I was asking during on that um, Sabbath time. With you we've talked about, that. though, like, it's kind of just been our thing that we make homemade pizza. It's pizza night on Fridays. And so just inviting, that could be an easy, you know, our kids invite their friends and their families over for pizza night. And that's like a come together, have dinner, and then kind of go your separate ways type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll just develop over over time. But yeah, I would say in, in the Sabbath right now, it's just been our family. And um, even we've thought about making it a priority since we're blessed with so many um generations of my family close of having that more of a multi-generational thing Mm -hmm. just because i think that is also lost in the american culture of just like generations yeah and you see that like in everywhere i was gonna say in jewish culture they actually Mm -hmm. do this kind of thing where they bring generations together yeah and have sabbath in that way but like you say in american culture that's yeah been lost yep so I mean, we're still playing. I mean, again, we're very it's young evolved, family. Yeah. It's, and everything, <laughs> like we, we said earlier, too, everything's changing. You know, our rest looks different now than it did a couple years ago, and it's going to look different again. Same thing with the, the Sabbath and how we're doing mm-hmm. it now. It's going to look different in a few years. And mm-hmm. um, just kind of being open to to that. As God's moving yeah. in that and using that time for sure. So. Mm-hmm. So we chose. We talked a little bit about this uh, prioritizing enjoyment over productivity, and so as we think a little bit more about that, what does enjoyment mean? Well, I mean, it uh, in the middle of the word is joy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's it's a little cliche, but um, uh, so one of the things that I remember growing up was that joy stood for Jesus first, then others, and then you. So not necessarily that that I'm not important or that I'm not getting enjoyment out of it. But when my mind is focused on enjoying this, spending this time with my kids and my family or doing something um, with other people, it it fills me up more, I guess. Um, Yeah. So could I be playing a video game and enjoying that and call that as a part of my Sabbath? Is that... In or out? Well, for us, that's 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 uh, not something that's a particularly big part of our life. But again, like we were saying, I think everything is different for every person. So, if um, like if uh, say my say Daniel is really into video games, and um, this is something obviously we haven't talked about this because yeah. our kids are no, so I'm young. But so like, gosh, if, we're gonna fight right here. <laughs> you're gonna make a decision right now. <laughs> But, you know, if that's something that he really enjoys, you know, maybe we can make that a special part of it where we play a family video game together or something like that. I think that's key. If if he wants or whomever wants to play a video game part of the Sabbath, I think recognizing that it needs to be relational. Like someone's not going to just go off to the movies by themselves, but maybe they'll take their sister with them. And then that's an intentional time where you're you're fostering relationships or building relationships. Yep. 
So that's where my line would be, like, mm-hmm. are video games bad? No, mm-hmm. but if you're just sitting in your room doing video games and there's no relational things happening at the same mm-hmm. time, then that's where I would kind of push back with that. Yeah, I, I get it. And the reason why this popped into my head is yeah. because it wasn't in a Sabbath setting, but it was on our vacation, oh. which mm-hmm. is kind of Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And so my sons, who are, I don't know what age they are exactly, 30 and thir- 33 and 30, they said, let's play Mario Kart. And I said, well, you just beat me all the time. So uh, even <laughs> though it's 15 years later, they still did. But we had a blast. Yes. yes. Just being together. Yes. Doing, yes. So we, it's not something we do every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's less yeah. about the what you're doing. But exactly. Like why you're yeah. doing it and spending that time together. So For I would sure. say video games could absolutely be a part they of could. it. And then um, make your time rest about praying and playing. And we know that scripture tells us Jesus withdrew mm-hmm. to have quiet time. We've already talked about this a little bit. And so probably there is this balance and just kind of depending on the rhythm of your life might be that one side of this is more difficult than the other, mm-hmm. whether it's praying or playing. You find... You're able to balance those. Is one more challenging than the other for you? Well, I think it's always kind of a challenge to balance them. Cause it's so easy to get slanted one side or the other. Um, for us right now, I would say that it's definitely a lot easier to do the playing part of it than the praying, both uh, together as a family and individually. It's because our kids are so young and um, just kind of the stage of life that we're in. Um, yeah, I was talking to my, my dad the other day just about this. This I'm like, I'm struggling so hard to find a consistent quiet time because uh, I get up, I can get up half an hour early and then Daniel wakes up five minutes later. Or I can do it when they're both napping at the same time, which happens like once a week now. Yes. <laughs> um, or by the time they're in bed, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'll open up my Bible and I'm falling asleep as I'm reading it. And he just laughed at me. So, um, you know, he's, he knows, he knows <laughs> we, kind of the stage of life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But again, I think it's kind of shifting my expectations to where it doesn't have to be a perfect 30 minutes of quiet time where the kids aren't around. And, um, you know, I can, I can meet Jesus just by opening up my Bible while the kids are playing right next to me, um, something like that. Yeah, That's kind so. of where I'm at. But it, it's yeah. been a struggle to kind of get to that realization and say, and and actually do that yeah i know when i was single i would go away sometimes just take a tent by myself go out to mm-hmm. my parents pasture at about 20 acres and mm-hmm. set up a tent for three days and go out and retreat and then got married had kids mm-hmm. wasn't able to do that anymore yeah. kathleen and i went on a couple's retreat with some other pastors and wives and we were able to have times of real quiet and things there was a pastor there that has, I think, like four children. Unfortunately, his wife couldn't come along, but he came, and the first day he just slept for about <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> and so, yeah, it really depends on where you're at and what's going on in life. Yeah. But I feel like that's a, it's almost more important to make that a priority and to find the time to do that, how, whatever it looks like, um, because it's too easy to find, at least for myself, slipping into... Well, another day went by, and uh, I'm too tired, but I have all these excuses why I didn't do it. Yes. Um, it has then, to be intentional. That, yeah, oh, and then that sure. becomes yeah. the habit rather than sure. being intentional about it and making that time whenever, whatever it looks like. 
And I think that's really kind of the main point mm-hmm. that I was thinking for today. Let's intentionally choose Sabbath keeping in whatever form that looks like so that we can have that internal Sabbath, living out that relationship we have with Christ on a daily basis when times are tough and we're mm-hmm. down and struggling and uh, really looking to him in the midst of this difficult world we live in and yet the joy we find in Christ and the joy we have in the gospel that we can live out individually, family-wise, parenting-wise, as spouses, as a church. That's God's desire and design for us. Thanks, yeah. Tom. It's been great to have you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and we'll just see what the Lord does here. Let me pray, and uh, then we'll finish up. Lord, thank you for those who are listening to the podcast, and maybe there are questions about how to do this. And so I pray, Lord God, this might be a little spur toward entering in and taking time apart so that we don't fall apart and to really renew our relationship with you in the midst of this world. Lord, um, we desire to grow in you, to know you better, and uh, help us to find that Sabbath rest in the midst of a world that feels at times like it's just going crazy. And we uh, thank you, we love you. Pray for each and every person who's listening. We might just show them your way, your truth, your life. In Jesus' name, amen.